today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. That's another thing I think that's lost in our day from the pulpits in the church today is that God is going to judge this world. Judgment is coming. He has to. He's a just God. If He wasn't a just God, He would not be a loving God. And if He wasn't a loving God, He wouldn't be a just God. God is just, and God will bring just judgment upon the world. And that's a fearful thing. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Ecclesiastes. As Pastor J.D. will explain in today's message, love can't exist without justice. It's not that God enjoys bringing judgment on man. He went to incredible lengths to offer us salvation. But he can't sit by while evil destroys his beloved creation. And eventually, there'll come a day when the period of grace will end. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. You know, there is power in the written word and the spoken word. We're going to actually talk a little bit about this on Sunday, Lord willing, as we also finish 1 Timothy chapter 6, by the way. Uh, on Sunday morning, we're going to talk a little bit about the power of the tongue. Words have the power of life and death. Yours and my words can kill somebody or they can give life to somebody. That's how powerful the words are. I'm thinking of James who talks about being able to tame wild beasts, being able to control large ships, but not being able to control this tongue which can set a a fire a a blaze and cause unspeakable damage in its wake just the power of words what paul is going to warn timothy about is as some translations render it godless chatter Other translations render it idle babblings, pointless, worthless, godless. And yet we engage, particularly when it comes to social media. And we're going to talk about that elephant in the room. We're going to wade into alligator-infested waters. So now if you don't come on Sunday, we'll know why. So now you have to come on Sunday. (laughs) Verse 12, And further, my son, again, Solomon, the wise old sage, coming to the conclusion of the matter. And he's earned the right, by the way. You know, when you're talking with someone, or better said, somebody is talking with you that's been around the block, they've seen a thing or two, They've experienced life. Oh, I have to share this. It's something that, you know how we say, I I wish I would have known then what I know now. 
I so wish that I would have spent more time with my parents before they died. I so wish I would have spent more time sitting at my mom's feet and just learning from her and my father as well. Just learning from them. Even just more about what I was like as a child, because you know how when you're a parent, you always tell your children, you just wait till you have children of your own. And then when you're young, you're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And then my, my parents died before my children were born, sadly. But man, when my, my firstborn son, I mean, it was like I could just hear my mom in that thick accent saying to me, you just wait till you have children of your own. I'm like, oh mom, I wish I would have listened. I have children of my own. You were right. So many things that I wish I would have listened to her and learned from her. And this is what really Solomon is saying here. And (laughs) he says, and further my son, be admonished by these. That's not a word we use much anymore, is it? Admonished, corrected, instructed, exhorted. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. I'm going to bear witness to that. There are times where I just have to walk away and just I remember I went out, when I say I don't get out much, that's not hyperbole. Uh, I went out the other day to get the mail. Usually I have my daughter go get it. Went out to get the mail. My big excursion for the day. It was really uh, exciting. Couldn't wait. Got my slippers on, walked to the mailbox, got the mail. I'm like, wow, Hawaii's beautiful. (laughs) Right? Come on, you do that too, right? Isn't it interesting? I'll never forget when we first moved here. 2003, uh, 16, going on 17 years ago. And I just remember the, the pigeons, the, the doves, the birds. And I just, I just remember the smells. And, and I remember, and then the coal, I was just, just looking at the coal, I was going, God, you, this is amazing. If this, this fallen world is this spectacular, what is heaven going to be like? I mean, this is truly a tropical paradise. And I, I remember one time just saying to the Lord, Lord, I never want to take this for granted. You know, I, I always want to appreciate the, the beauty of the islands. Well, life happened. I mean, it wasn't what, six months, maybe a year at best. I didn't hear those birds anymore. I didn't see the, the car. I'm in the car. They're right there, but I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at the car in front of me that cut me off because <laughs> I'm late. I'm busy. I'm stressed. Verse 13, here it is. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Here it is. This sums everything up. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is man's all. And then he says this, verse 14, for God will bring every work into judgment, 
including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Why would he say that on the heels of, I mean, why couldn't he have, he just, I mean, that's a, that's a good way to end it. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this is man's all, period. Why does he have to add verse 14? Oh, there's a reason. Because the fear of the Lord is different for those who do not know the Lord. It's the fear of the judgment of God. That's why he put it there. I think about in the Old Testament where you read those chilling words that say there was no fear of God in their eyes. They did not fear God. There was no fear of the judgment of God, and it was because of that that they lived the lives of debauchery and sinfulness and evil and wickedness that they lived because they didn't fear God. That's for the non-believer. That's what the fear of God is. It's the fear of the judgment of God. And it is a fearful thing because God will judge. God will bring judgment. Judgment is coming. And that's another thing I think that's lost in our day from the pulpits in the church today, is that God is going to judge this world. Judgment is coming. He has to. He's a just God. If He wasn't a just God, He would not be a loving God. And if He wasn't a loving God, He wouldn't be a just God. God is just, and God will bring just judgment upon the world. And that's a fearful thing. But what about for the believer? What does the fear of the Lord mean? I want to spend a little bit of time on this, the remainder of our time on this. And I want to draw your attention to the book of Proverbs. Replete Throughout the book of Proverbs, we have mention after mention concerning the fear of the Lord and what it is, what it does, and what it accomplishes and brings in the life of God's people. I'll start with Proverbs 1 verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So right out of the chute, what's the fear of the Lord? It's the beginning of knowledge, the beginning of understanding. Proverbs 9 verse 10, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. In other words, to fear the Lord is to birth wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. Maybe I can say it this way, the catalyst for wisdom. It's that fear, that reverence, that awe of God, that total reliance and dependence and looking to God. A holy fear, a holy fear a fear of the Lord that births wisdom. It's the beginning, it's the start point for wisdom. Maybe you're here tonight and you're asking the Lord for wisdom. The catalyst for that wisdom from above is the fear and awe and reverence for the Lord. Proverbs 15 verse 33, 
the fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom. And before honor comes humility. Have you noticed there's kind of this common theme as it relates to humility? Stay with me. We know that with humility comes wisdom, like with pride comes folly. It goes both ways. So what's the connection between the fear of the Lord and humility? Watch this. It's a humbling of oneself in awe and reverence and fear of Almighty God. It's a humbling of oneself. Proverbs 10, verse 27. This is interesting. The fear of the Lord prolongs life. Oh, you want a long, fulfilling, blessed, prosperous life? The fear of the Lord is what prolongs and enriches and blesses that life. But look at the contrast. But the years of the wicked will be shortened, cut off. Proverbs 14, verse 27. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may avoid the snares of death. It's protective and directive, the fear of the Lord. You're walking in the fear of the Lord. And then Proverbs 19, verse 23, the fear of the Lord leads to life, so that one may sleep. There's my sleep again. Did you see that right there? So that one may sleep satisfied, untouched by evil. Oswald Chambers of the fear of God wrote, the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. I heard it said that you cannot fear God unless you obey God, and you cannot obey God unless you fear God. Now, again, as a Christian, please, because the enemy doesn't want you to hear this. The enemy wants to paint this picture of fear of God, where you, where you keep your distance from God, like God is angry. Be afraid. Be very afraid. No, not at all. It's not like that. It's like this. The fear of God is walking in the fear of the Lord that you are so fearful of doing anything that would grieve Him. That's the fear of the Lord. You love Him so much that you fear doing anything that would grieve the heart of God. The Proverbs also say to fear the Lord is to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate the things that God hates. And to fear the Lord is to hate doing the things that God hates. That's the fear of the Lord. It's loving God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength, all your being. That you just walk in this this holy fear. I don't want to do anything 
that would grieve the heart of my God. Let me bring it into a, by way of an example, into the marriage context. I love my wife very much, more than anything. Been married for 32 years, uh, next month in November, 32 years. And um, I love her so much that I, I, I'm, I'm always, I don't want to use the phrase walking on eggshells, but it is kind of like that. I'm, I'm, I'm hypersensitive to doing anything that I know will hurt her. Just even going back to talking about the power of our words, I don't want to say anything that would hurt her. I don't want to be mean to her, say anything to hurt her. Same thing with my children. I love them so much. My my fear is that I will do anything that would grieve them, hurt them, wound them, injure them. That's the fear of the Lord. I tell you, it comes with maturity. You grow in grace, you mature in Christ. And the more you mature in your walk with the Lord and you love Him, isn't it evidenced by your obedience to Him? That's what Jesus said when He said, and John echoed it, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. I know I shared this before, but I guess it's apropos just real quick to share it again. My mom used to always use that on me. (laughs) If you loved me, you would obey me. Man, I was a rotten kid. I must not love. I love my mom, but why am I such a dirty, stinking, rotten, disobedient son? And she's like, if you really love me, you'd be more obedient. I'm like, oh my goodness, I must not love you because I don't obey you. I'm so disobedient. That's not what Jesus was saying, what he was saying was, as you grow in love, and by the way, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Love that grows, takes time to grow. And as your love grows, what comes packaged with that love is obedience. You're walking in love, in the Holy Spirit the fruit of the Holy Spirit, and you're walking in obedience because of it. They go hand in hand. That's what the fear of the Lord is. It's just this hyper sensitivity to the heart of God. I I think of David. (laughs) Interesting. What What a... I still have such fond memories of our study through the life of David in 1 and 2 Samuel. First and Second Kings, Chronicles as well. But it, this was a man that had a heart after God's own heart. You know what that really means? When you say a heart after God's own heart, in one sense it's he wanted so much to know the heart of God. He was after pursuing hard after the heart of God. But it's also in this sense. You know how with a father and a son, mother and a daughter as well, they take after you. That's what it means too. He's got his father's eyes. He's got his father's heart. His heart is after his father's heart, his God's heart. 
a heart for God, a heart after God. My son and I were talking about this today. We're talking about all the, oh man, things are getting bad, right? It's not just me, right? I mean, I, 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 I keep telling him, I just say, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to see that because you can't unsee that. <laughs> it's just so evil. It's so demonic. The, the lawlessness and the violence and the things that people, I, truly I believe they're demon possessed some of the things that people are doing to people right now. And of course, this is what Paul wrote to Timothy, would be a, a, a marker, a prophecy, a sign of the last days, of the violence and the treacherous, murderous lawlessness that would come. So he, he, uh, he made a comment. It was really kind of insightful. He said, you know, Baba, you never used to be like that. I said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's um, just, I, you know, when you get older, you get softer. Your heart just gets more tender and softer. Things grieve your heart more. You know why that is? Because those are things that grieve the heart of God. There needs to come a time in our Christian lives where we just can no longer watch television programs or movies that glorify the very things that Jesus died for. You know, when you're younger in the Lord, you're immature, spiritually immature. You know, it it doesn't get to you as much. But when you get older, your heart gets softer. And those things, they hurt. They grieve your heart. Why do they grieve your heart? Because your heart is after God's own heart. You have a heart for God. And you know that that grieves God's heart. And you know when you get to that place in your life, that's the fear of the Lord. Where you're, you're, you're laughing at things that Jesus died for. You're watching things on that screen that put Jesus on the cross, that grieve the heart of God. And when that grieves you too, that's the fear of the Lord. It's the beginning of wisdom. It prolongs life. It is life. It gives life. You just, you hate that evil. You, you, cannot, you cannot look at it. You cannot be entertained by it. You cannot seek after it. That's the fear of the Lord. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. The book of Ecclesiastes can seem daunting at first, but once you understand the heart behind the writer, it becomes inspiring. And who doesn't need to be inspired in their walk with Jesus every now and then? As you read through the book of Ecclesiastes, be encouraged to evaluate your life and the things you hold close to your heart. If you find the material things are closer to your heart than Jesus, be still before the Lord and ask Him to draw nearer to you. He's faithful and He'll meet you where you're at. If you haven't yet found a home church, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. 
You were never meant to do life alone. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to visit us. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings, as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there, a great way to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. That's all available at our website. Again, that's in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all we have for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor J.D. next time to learn more from Ecclesiastes right here on In Spirit and Truth.